Hey guys, today's episode is brought to you by my You Can Evolve eight-week program. And you can get this program for only $25, but this deal is ending on January 10th. So I wanted to get this out to you guys. I wanted to tell you guys so that you could take advantage of this. It's eight weeks of workouts. You get 10 delicious recipes, and you're going to get tips for how you can stay consistent in the new year and how you can make this not just another eight-week program that you do and then you start back on your unhealthy habits. We give you tips to make this a lifestyle and to keep the results in 2019 and to actually change your life. So You can times evolve. It's my guide that I did with Heather Bill talk, our coachings, we kind of combine them and we came up with this program. So you're getting two incredible minds in one program, eight weeks of workouts, 10 delicious recipes for only $25. But again, this deal ends on January 10th. The price is going up to $75. So be sure to get it while it's only $25. Again, guys, think about it like this. You'd pay $50 for a one hour personal training session you're going to get a full eight-week program, eight weeks of workouts. That's literally like two months of workouts for $25. It's hella affordable. The link is in the show notes. Be sure to get it before the 10th so you can save some moolalala and you can get fit in 2019. Okay, let's hop into today's episode. Welcome back to the Evolve Your Life podcast, everybody. I have Corey Baker here. Um, I met Corey at Influence Influence Lex a couple months ago, and it was an event in Lexington where a bunch of entrepreneurs just got together. We all just kind of mingled and learned about each other's businesses, shared some business tips, and especially kind of focused on social media. So um, me and Corey connected. We actually met up and talked a little bit more about social media, and I just thought he'd be an incredible addition to this podcast because He is the go-to guy for when it comes to like motivation and health and fitness. And I look up to him because he's built an insane business. Um, So today we're going to kind of just dive into what he does, who he is, and we want to kind of focus on um, goals for 2019, how to stay motivated, how to set realistic goals and all of those sorts of things. Because you hear so much during this time of the year um, for 2019, like new year goals, new year, new year, but we want to kind of break it down and give you some realistic things that you can actually do that will actually help you and change your life and not just let let you stick to it for a week or so. So um, without further ado, Corey, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, just tell everyone about who you are, what you do, and anything that you find interesting about yourself and you want to share with people, this is your time to share. Well, thanks, Gabby. I appreciate it. It was obviously great to meet you. I didn't know really what to expect. I've been to Lex. I've just moved to Lexington uh, in the last year or so. So uh, most of the clients that we work with are, are all over the country. You haven't really established a, 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 a following too much in, in Lexington, but um, I got invited to come. And uh, actually, one of the things that stood out to me about you was you were talking a lot, your kind of area that you were really getting into was Instagram. And I was like, I, I think I remember the conversation. It went something along the lines of Abby or uh, Gabby, I suck at Instagram. Can you help me? And you're like, yeah, I'd be like, glad to help you. So we, we went and had some, had some coffee and you like came with notes and you helped me. And, and that's been a tremendous help. And you got me connected with some people and my, my Instagram followers have grown tremendously even since i had a conversation with you so thank you of course um, yeah that's what i'm here for, for. um so yeah and and i also you know want to say too that um i i really love and and respect what you do uh someone who is very young and just out of college and 
and is it literally building a brand from, from the ground up and, and incredibly uh, motivational. I, I have a, a soft spot for people that uh, just, just make something happen. And, and honestly, that, that kind of is a little bit uh, about me. I mean, I, I do uh, coaching. We, we have clients all over the country that we work with to help become the best versions of themselves. We, we mainly deal with uh, helping them get their nutritional goals um, um, on point. We don't really deal a ton um, with workouts yet. Our, our focus really is helping them get down to a desired weight and then we bring the workouts in later. But yeah, you're, you know, one of the things I think you posted about this um, recently, uh, you were talking about learning to love the gym again. And, and I feel that, you know, I think that's something that, you know, kind of a little funny story is I, I haven't, I haven't really enjoyed the gym since I was a kid. I mean, I was always incredibly scrawny, like really skinny, didn't, um, you know, didn't have a ton of muscle. And in school, I remember I was a sophomore in high school and I was really small. I, I mean, I'm six two now, but then, but then I was, I was really short, skinny. Um, and I was in the gym and I was lifting weights and we were doing this exercise where we were trying to bench press the bar as much as we can. Um, and the bar weighs 45 pounds. I think the girl, girl bars weigh 40 or 35, I think, and guy bars weigh 45. So I was lifting a, a bar 40, uh, 45 pounds and it's not heavy, right? But it doesn't matter how much the weight is. If you lift that 45 pound bar 50 times, it's going to start getting heavy pretty quick or however many times it is for a 15 year old kid. And I just remember I was on the bench and I, I was, I lifted that bar like a bunch of times and most of us are like one hand, one hand dominant. So if your right hand is stronger. So if you've ever been on the gym or at the gym and you're lifting and your strength starts to grow one side goes up higher than the other one. So here I am sitting on a bar and I can't lift it. Like I'm like this. And at that moment, like this whole group of girls walked in, saw me like struggling, lifting this bar. And they were like, Oh my God, that guy can't even lift the bar. And I'm like, okay, but yeah, you didn't see me lift the first 50 times. And so I was scarred for life from the gym from that moment, because I just didn't think I had the strength to bench press a bar. But, um, from that, you know, from that on, I just kind of fell in love with, um, helping people become the best versions of themselves and kind of just a backstory. Probably four years ago, I was a bit overweight. I was about 30 pounds overweight. I had classic dad bod, which is skinny everywhere with your stomach and realized I needed to make some changes and uh, did that, lost 30 pounds and began to feel amazing. And um, people just started to notice and, and I, I just started to, to pay it forward. I actually, before I became a coach i was a pastor of a church in florida for a long time and uh and and it just kind of translated into this and and now i just i truly believe that you can help people in almost any area and this just happens to be a passion of mine so now i'm a coach and uh and i also this past year wrote a book so that's something that i'm really excited about and uh just really loving what what that has brought to us Yes. Yeah. So I actually have your book. I remember you came up to me at Influence Lex and you were like, here, I really loved what you had to say on stage. I want to give you this copy. And I was completely flattered because I don't think you did that for anyone else. But if you did, I mean, it's just like, it was awesome. I was like, this is so cool. And um, even just reading the back of the book, like you read it and you're like, man, I need this in my life. Like I, it's, it's awesome. Like you really do. It's super motivational. And I think it for a lot of people when they read self-development, self-help, personal growth kind of books, it really can just 
change your life. Like I remember that's how it was for me. I read You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, which is like, yeah, it's like the typical book that people kind of start with if they're looking to kind Mm -hmm. of start this journey of personal growth. And I remember when I started reading it, that book changed my life. And then I kind of just started snowball effect, wanting to read all these other books. And I I use Audible because I I don't like reading, but I like Mm -hmm. listening. Mm -hmm. Um, And that has in itself changed my life. So I want to know like what inspired you? Have you always wanted to write a book? Is this something that you kind of long-term goal or was it something that as you were going through your journey, you were learning so much and you were getting so many questions and you kind of just thought, okay, this is something I could actually do. And where did that like inspiration for the whole, like behind the whole book? Yeah. And, all that well, I, and actually I, I feel a lot of what motivated me to write is I think you and I share similar um, inspirations, but um, one thing I will say is you mentioned audible. I'm actually flying to Denver Friday to record the audible version for chasing better. So sometime in February, the audible version will be available and I'll be reading it myself. Um, so what really, I've always liked to write ever since high school, I was on like the journalism team and I've always liked to write, but I will tell you that there's probably, I can't even begin to tell you how many people I've talked to that have said, I really want to write. And I I have respect for people that start something and finish it. Like you started a a guidebook, a study book and finish that. And that's, that's awesome. Right. I mean, there's so many people that have, you know, I've talked to a lot of people that are like, man, I have the, I have a few chapters of my book written, but I just can't get over the hump. So really what motivated me. And I think there's a fine line here because what I'm going, what I'm about to say is going to sound arrogant, but it's not meant to be arrogant. I was at a conference and I was listening to a bunch of people talk and they were talking about their products and their programs and their motivations. And, and I, as I'm sitting there and I'm learning, as I'm sitting there, this thought hits me. And the thought was, I could do a much better job than these guys are doing right now. I honestly felt that. And I didn't mean, you know, coming from a Christian background, I think one of the things that we do poorly is we tend to diminish ourselves. Now, I'm not assuming that everyone that is listening to this comes from a Christian background. That's just my, that was my reality. And in my reality, um, you're, you're taught, you know, to deflect, you're taught to deflect uh, praise. And it was so much that I would like, when I was speaking, well, I talk about this in the book, when I was speaking, I think a lot of us tend to do this. We deflect praise. Like if somebody comes up to you and is like, Oh man, your, your podcast is so great. Or I love your motivation. You know, we're sometimes we are, we are taught and and it's just ingrained in us to deflect that and say, Oh, it's, it's okay. It's not that great. Or man, it might be good, but I'm no Jen Sincero. I I, I'm good, but, but you know, I, I'm no Rachel Hollis or whatever. Like we're, we are people that are taught to deflect. And the reason we do that is most of the time what I figured out, like people would come up to me on Sundays after I'd speak and they'd say, Oh, that was a good message. And And I would say something like, Oh, it wasn't that great. I, I'm just proud that you got to sit, that you had the strength to sit and listen to me talk for 30 minutes. I would say that. And and I realized, you know why I was doing that? Because I wanted them to compliment me again. Like when you, when you talk badly about yourself, what you're doing is you're inviting people. It's almost like I invited this person to get into a counseling session. They didn't sign up for, and they're like having to put me back together. And it's all because of a fragile ego. So a lot of that I think is taught that we are, are, supposed to deflect praise to us. We're supposed to reflect, uh, deflect compliments. So now I've gotten into the habit that when someone comes up to me and compliments me and they tell me they like my book or they like my talk or they like something I said, you know what I say? Thank you for your kind words. 
Like that's literally what I say when someone compliments me. Like I don't deflect, I don't push back. I say, thank you. And so back to that, like I, um, I thought this, like I really could do this. And yet there was another thought that hit me that said, yeah, but they're doing it and you're not. It's like, okay, well I'm going to do it then. And so I went home and I had this thought that ever, you know, for as long as I can remember, I've never been the best speaker. I've never been the best counselor. Um, I was never the best pastor. Our church was never the biggest, but I've always been incredibly passionate about be, uh, becoming the best version of myself about just improving. So I was like, well, that's, that's what I'm going to write about. Anything, anything I've ever been taught about writing is that if you write, you should write about something that is that you are passionate about. Um, whether for you it's health and, and fitness or, um, really help empowering women, like things that are, are, are just deal breakers for you. And that make you come alive. Like, you know how there's some topics you talk about that you just like discuss. And then there's other things that like make you get closer to the camera when you talk, like it just, it makes you so excited. Like those topics, that's what you should be writing about. And so I realized that. And I went home and 12 weeks after I got home from the conference, the, the manuscript was done. Um, so I, I wrote it and, um, I, I really, you know, I talked to the person that, that edited my book and I just said, Hey, listen, um, I'm, I'm not a perfect person. Right. I mean, I, I, there, there may be mistakes. Like, you know, I know you're Gabby. I called you Abby. I mean, there's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm like a person. And sometimes like we, we tend to worry that if it's not going to be perfect, that I don't want it to get out at all. And that's what stops people, uh, from, from writing or getting work out there. And so I just was like, I'm going to get out there. And I, I hope it's a bestseller. I don't know if it's going to be, but I'm going to, I'm going to give it my best shot. And so I wrote it and it's, it, it's, uh, I think it's helpful. I think it's motivational. I think one thing that I can do decently well is tell someone truth that they need to hear, but that doesn't make them want to go run in front of a truck after hearing it. Sometimes I feel like, you know, people can feel talked to or yelled at. And I think this is a book that's going to tell you things that, you probably don't want to hear, but it's going to make you want to get better at them and not feel even worse about yourself. And I think it's, I think it's going to make you laugh too. I hope that there's parts of the book that really make you uh, smile and enjoy and realize that we got one chance at this thing and, and, and let's do it to the best of our ability. Yeah, that's so awesome. And I love everything you just said is so on point. It's so true. People, I really love what you said about the, the whole people just being scared and being scared of what people are going to think. And you, once you realize and can accept the fact that you're a human being and accept the fact that you're going to make mistakes, you're going to not post the best thing or write the best thing. You're going to, you're going to say the wrong thing and maybe look silly, but like that honestly connects better with people. And that's, I think why both of us and a lot of people that we look up to are so successful is because they show their humanness and they show their vulnerability and people connect to that because if you're just some perfect person who has all the right words and all the perfect things to say, like, yeah, that's great. But you're not going to feel like you relate to them. You're going to continue to think, oh, I can't be that person or, oh, I could never do that. But when you're looking up to someone who you're like, wait a second, no, they're just like me. I could totally do this. That's more motivating than being perfect. So whenever I have like business clients or people that are looking to kind of take their passions and turn them into like their actual jobs, and especially when it comes to social media, it is so important in this fake world to be as real as you possibly can and give people that real experience of who you are. Because if you don't, then 
when you meet them in person or when they come to see you speak or when they come to meet you, they're going to be like, who the heck is this person in front of me? This isn't who I know online. And I mean, you guys know that like you get so you get deceived by people online all the time. And so the more real you can be and the more you can show that raw humanness, the more people are going to connect to you. And the more that you're going to be able to be so comfortable speaking your truth every single day, because it's just going to be natural to you. It's not going to be scary because that's just who you are. So I have this, um, kind of theory. It's not a theory. I, I just, I have this core belief that we as people have the life or business that our comfort zones allow us to have. Like your, your business that you have is the size that it is because it's the size that your comfort zones allow it to have. That for all of us, the life that we desire, and I always want to make sure that people understand this too with my book and everything else. Like my mission is not to talk someone into having a bad life as a coach. My, my mission is not to tell you your life sucks. Let me help it be better because there might be people out there that love their life. There, there are people out there that love working nine to five and they love getting their hands dirty and they love just what they do. And that's fine. I'm not, you know, but there are some people that don't like their life and they complain about it and they're never doing anything to change it. So the idea is whatever you want out of life and out of your business, it's almost always on the other side of your comfort zone. So I, you know, you were talking about, um, vulnerabilities. And, and that's so true. And I've learned, you know, we, we were just talking about her, you know, I'm assuming, you know, Rachel Hollis, Rachel Hollis wrote um, an amazing book, uh, Girl, Wash Your Face, which I know it's written for girls. I read it. It's amazing. Um, and, and I, and I was listening to a podcast and do you know how Rachel Hollis got her start? I mean, she's been writing for a long time. She wrote cookbooks and, you know, different things. She wrote a lot of books that never really made it, but Rachel got her start because of a picture that she posted that went viral. Yes. Yep. I remember that. I listened, I think I listened to probably the same podcast that you yeah. talked about this. You, and you know what picture it was? It was the one of her in a bikini where she felt like she had stretch marks and like, she just didn't feel like she she was being real. She wanted to show people yeah. like, Hey, I'm a mom. I've had kids. Like I have stretch marks. I'm not perfect. This is me. Yeah. And it went viral. Yeah. And then there's a lot of people that try to hide that stuff. They put their kids in front of their stretch marks and they don't want people to see it because we want people to, to see the Instagram version of us and not the real version of us. And yet one thing that I've learned is I don't think this is a good quality of mine, but you know, I tend to have a short attention span. And if I'm sitting in a place and hearing and listening to someone talk and that person is not grabbing my attention, what do I do? Probably just like everybody else does. I go to my phone. So I'm, I'm, I'm in an audience and I'm listening to someone talk. I'm not engaging with them. So my eyes shift downward to what's on my phone. But what I've learned about myself is, Almost always that person, look at that, I'm 38 years old, my voice still cracks. That person that's talking, um, when they start to share something vulnerable about themselves, every time, without even thinking about it, I will lift my eyes up from the phone and engage with them. Because when, when someone is sharing something vulnerable we listen. And so for whoever it is, if you're trying to build a business or grow your life, like, man, be willing to step out and, and, and be vulnerable. Don't be, don't be fake about it, but share. And, and I, I think there are some things that all of us have that will stay private or stay, you know, not everybody needs to know everything about me. I think there's a balance to that, but you know what, you know, I'll, I'll give you a good example. Like I, you can see this cause we're on video, but, um, I have a zit on my face right here. And, and I'm like, you know, I just talked about, I'm 38, my voice cracks and I get zits. 
And I was doing this video the other day for this, uh, there's this, there's this big group, uh, that bought a bunch of my books and there's, and there's, there, there's like a church that's going through my book and doing like a study about it. And they asked me to record a video to talk about the book and I'm recording the video. And, um, about two and a half minutes into the video, I stopped and I was like, Oh my gosh, did you guys see how big this zit is on my face? And I just kept going. Like I kept talking and then I went and then I went and I was like, you know, I'm just going to leave it in there. Like I, I could edit it out and be like, just let it go. But I left it in there and I got more comments about people laughing at that and relating to that being like, Oh my gosh, I'm 43. I still get zits too. Like, thank you for saying that. That made my day. Listen, like I'm not proud of my zit, but at the end of the day, I'm not the only one that gets them. So let's just be human and be people together and enjoy the journey. Yeah, that's that's so funny. I love that. And I love your story too. And you can share this if you want for people that may not be following you on Instagram, but your story about dancing. I mm-hmm. love I, that video. I, it cracks me up to this day because like you said, that's you being vulnerable on stage. If you want to share that, I think that it's another. Yeah, so um, the last chapter of the book is called Shut Up and Dance. And I, 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 I talked about how for me, one of my biggest insecurities I've ever had, listen, I'm 6'2". I'm not coordinated. I do. I don't dance well. Um, and so I would go to these events where there would be dancing. And every time you go to a place where there's dancing, it seems like there's two groups of people. There's the group standing around the perimeter, holding a drink, watching everybody else dance. And then there's the group in the middle dancing. Well, they're holding drinks too, but it's for different reasons. Right. And they're just like, Hey, we're just, we're just having fun. And my whole life has been on the perimeter. Like I'm, I'm a perimeter person. And I was like, when I wrote this, I was like, I want an example of something that I suck at that I can go out and say, listen, if I can get better at this, then you can push record and do a Facebook or Instagram live, or you can whatever, like it's, it's all. So back in April, I signed up for dance class and I've been taking dance classes here in Lexington and I spoke at an event with about 1500 people at it, um, in December. And I was talking about this, about just breaking out of your comfort zone, that, that idea that the life that you desire is on the other side of your, of your comfort zone. And I talked about this thing about dancing and, and how I've been taking dancing lessons. And at that point, everybody, I mean, I knew what I was going to do, but everybody wanted me to dance. I was like, so you want me to dance on stage? And I, 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 I had to figure this out because, you know, when you're at corporate events like that, you can't just play shut up and dance cause it's copyrighted. And so you have to find music that's not copyrighted. And so I found this mix of a, of a song. Um, and uh, it was called pump the club. And I was like, man, if anybody knows me, like that's like, that's like the opposite of, of my vibe is pump the club. So I played this song and I, and I've been working on it and uh, I practiced it. And, you know, I mean, I, I'm not under any sort of illusion that, it was amazing. And that like, people are going to like submit my story for dancing with the stars anytime soon. Um, but I will say that my dancing ability has improved significantly since I started taking classes in April. And so what I realized is I'm doing it. First of all, if people, if people watch the video and they think I can't dance, you're right. But that's not the point. The point is who cares? Like I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy my life. I'm going to dance. I'm going to have fun. And, uh, and, and I've, I heard from just so many people that were inspired by that again, because it was about 
being open and honest and learning to just live your vulnerabilities out loud. Um, and that's, you know, that, so the, the, the way the book ends is just talking about, listen, just shut up, stop the excuses, stop talking about all the things that are holding you back and don't look back and just enjoy the dance. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Um, so what is, and this is, I'm actually very interested to hear about this. What is your personal, um, it can be business. I don't even like the word goals. Cause I think that's so overused, but like, I guess intentions, like what are your focuses intentions for 2019, whether it's personal related business related, like life and just like you, like whatever you want, whatever you fitness, whatever your main yeah. intentions are. Well, one of them that's very personal, um, is I want to be an early riser. And I'm not, I'm, I'm starting to listen. If you heard this book called Miracle Morning, it's really it's fantastic. Um, I'm listening, I'm reading a book now about sleep because I sleep like garbage. Like I'll, I'll go to bed at 10 and wake up at three and can't go back to sleep. Like I don't, I don't sleep well. Um, and so I want to be an early riser and, and I would say like you to some degree, like I don't, I don't know if I'm to the point where I can say like, I want to love the gym, but I don't want to hate it either. Like I want to, I understand the importance and significance of it. Um, I wouldn't say that I am someone, which is maybe weird to say that as a, as a coach that I'm not passionate about health. I am passionate about health, but my bigger passion is just helping people become the best version of themselves. Like, um, I don't know if like right now I can honestly say that like I am driven by the idea of a six pack. There might be some that are, that's just not where I'm at. However, I truthfully want to improve and, uh, and nail my morning routines. And so for the last week, um, I've been up at five 15, I've gone to the gym, I've got home at six 15, six 30, spent about 30, 45 minutes reading and journaling and then I get my kids up at 7, 7.15. I pack their lunch. I take them to school. I come home. And literally by 8.30, I've worked out. I've spent time with my kids. I've spent time reading. And I'm ready to, to go after the day. Um, I, I'll share this. And, and one of the things that in the, this was like one of the biggest um, wake-up calls to me when reading this book, um, The Miracle Morning. And he's talked about the idea of the snooze button. And he said, he made the analogy of Christmas morning. And he said, what I've learned is most people that constantly hit the snooze button or most people that can't get out of bed don't enjoy their life. And the reason they can't get out of bed is because they're not eager to get the day started. He said, think about Christmas morning and those kids that you have to beg to get out of bed every day to go to school. You don't have to beg those kids to get out of bed on Christmas morning because they are excited about what that day is going to represent. Are you as excited about your life as a kid is about Christmas morning? And if you're not, then that's a pretty clear indicator that there's some things that have to change. I saw a, 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 a graphic that was posted on social media and it was, it was pretty straight to the point, but it grabbed me and it just says, if there is an aspect of, of your life that you are not obsessed about, then change it. Like yeah. if you're not obsessed with your financial position in life, then change it. If you're not obsessed with your physical body, my goodness, go change it. Stop waiting for the perfect diet. Stop trying all the different fad things that are out there and find someone to help you. This is why I think that working with a coach is so important and why I love what you do, because I tell people this a lot. Like I get a lot of people, and I'm sure you do too, that tell you, um, well, I'm just going to try it on my own. 
And, and here's my thought to that. If you could have done it on your own, you'd have done it already. Mm-hmm. Right? So find someone to help pull that out of you and, um, and, and go, go be that. So I think that's my, those are my missions um, for, for this next year. It, yes, I want to wake up early, but I want to be obsessed with every aspect of my life. And, you know, I don't know if you've heard this guy, Ed Milet, but he's awesome. And he does a podcast and he talks about, I don't know if I have the words exactly right. And this is the balance that I want to find in 2019. And he talks about this idea of blissful dissatisfaction. And and that's what I want my life to be. That no matter what season that I'm in, whether I'm making $50,000 a year or a million dollars a year, that I am blissful in the sense that I can enjoy the season that I'm in, that I'm not going to be someone that still has their Christmas tree up in June because I wish it was still Christmas. Like I, I want to learn how to love every season because every season has something to look forward to spring. There's warmer weather and school getting out and baseball summer. There's pool and vacation fall. There's cool weather and football winter. There's holidays and snow every season. There's something to look forward to. And if you think about our life, we're always wanting the next season. Like when we're, when we're in elementary school, we can't wait to get to junior high and have a locker. When we get to junior high, we can't wait to get to high school. When we get to high school, we can't wait to be in college. When we get in college, we can't wait to start making money. When we get, uh, when we get out of college, we want to have a family. Then we can't wait till those kids are in school. Then we can't wait till they're, they're out of school. Then we wish they were back home again. Like we're always looking forward to what's next. And when we do that, it's really tough to enjoy the season that you're in. So what I want for my life is that idea of blissful dissatisfaction where I am always grateful and fully present and aware and loving the season that I'm in without being satisfied and saying that's enough. Because what I know is that I'm going to keep pushing forward because I believe that every book that I sell and every client that I coach and every person that I speak to, um, that, my story and my words hopefully can be part of the key that unlocks the potential that's inside of them to be the person that they are supposed to be. So for that reason, I am happy and I'm content, but I'm not satisfied. And that is my mission for 2019. That was incredible. I'm like, there's so many things you just said. I'm like sitting here, like scribbling down in my brain. Um, Mm -hmm. First thing that I wanted to say, I absolutely love the analogy of the Christmas morning and like the whole if you are clicking that snooze button, if you're having trouble getting out of bed, which a lot of people, especially people that I coach because they're in college, they don't want to go to class. They don't want to like get up and get life started. It's like, it's so true though. Like you should, you should be excited to get out of bed. You should be excited to start the day. You should be, have like just enjoyment and fulfillment in every season of this life, no matter. And I love that what you said too, about enjoying all those seasons because I think a lot of times, like you said, people are like, yes, Christmas holiday is so excited. But then at the same time, it's like, oh, winter, lack of motivation, darkness, seasonal depression. And I'm even, I'm, I'm guilty of that. That was kind of my intention going into this winter season was I wanted to learn to not hate the fact that it's cold outside. I normally, I use, I, it is, it was an excuse in the past to be less productive, like more sad, not as happy when it's gray and raining outside. But I've really, I've learned to just tell myself on those days, like this day is not any different than another day, except for the fact that it might be gray and raining, but our earth also needs that. It needs mm-hmm. to happen. It's just what the day is, but I decide how I feel about today and I'm, I can do whatever I want to say, regardless of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So 
I love that. And I think that that's like you, I like, it's exactly what you said at the beginning of this podcast about your book, how you like to give people these realizations without making them feel like crap about themselves. Because that honestly, what you just said, that's how I felt. I'm like, man, that's so true. It's like a, that's so true. I need to do that. Not a, Oh my God, that's so true. I hate myself. Like it helps you realize that you are doing these things and, and this might be why, and this is how you can change it. So I love it. I heard, I heard a quote once and I, I will say that I don't think that this quote is always true. And, and it's about the idea of depression because I get that some of the people that we work with, and I'm sure you do too, that depression is a real thing. Clinical depression is a real thing. There are some people that I'm sure are depressed and feel depressed and they don't want to feel that way. It's not as simple for them as just making a choice. I, I truly get that. So I'm saying all kinds of balancing statements because I don't want anyone to send you bad messages because of the quote that I'm about to say, because I get it. This isn't always true, but the quote that I heard was the seeds of depression can never take root in a grateful heart. And what, what that means is that if you continuously force yourself to think about all the reasons that you have to enjoy the season that you're in, it will focus, it will help take the focus on all the things that you hate about the current season that you're living in. And it's this, you know, life sometimes sucks. Life is hard. Life is gloriously complicated for all of us. And we get to figure out how to navigate through this mess and stress and chaos. And that's what I love about this idea of just trying to become your best self because there's so much that is outside of our control. I know a ton of people, and I'm sure you do too, that the holidays are terrible for them because it brings up grief of family members that are no longer here. This is the first Christmas that they've experienced without their mom or dad or whoever. And that's tough. Like I, I, there's no magic word that I can say that's going to make anyone feel better about that. So life is challenging and and difficult and frustrating and overwhelming. And that's why it's so important to link up with people um, to help you become better and to learn to, when you have that grieving season to man, grieve it and, and live it and, and cry and, and it's okay. But also realize that the sun is going, is going to come up tomorrow and your life is going to be more defined by things that haven't happened yet than by the things that have. That there is, you are going to be more defined by things that have not taken place yet than by things that already have. And that should be reason to give every person hope because there's a lot of us that we feel defined by our past mistakes, by our past failures, by our past losses. And we realize that the most and the majority of my story hasn't been written yet. And I have been given a pen in my hand to get out there and write the story that I want to write. And um, it's up to you, the words that you want to put on that paper. Yeah, that's incredible. That If that's not motivation for you, fam, then I don't know what is, you know, like that's, I mean, I would say go back and listen to this podcast once a month just to check in with yourself and make sure you're getting out of bed happy, doing the things you want to do and really taking a 
a broader look at your life and just deciding like, is this truly what I want to be doing? And if not, what can I do to change it? And I know that sounds so simple. It's so much easier said than done, but at the same time, it's really not like Mm -hmm. if you really did want to make a change, you would, it kind of goes back to like my personal journey. Like when I first started losing weight, like I, like I've never been able to replicate that journey. I don't want to, cause I went to way too of extremes, uh-huh. but in that moment, I really wanted to make a change. I knew I needed to make a change. I really, there was something that was just driving me and was making me so excited. And so I, I, I did it, you know, like I, I was able to do it. I don't think I could do that again because I'm not driven by, like you said, by abs mm-hmm. or by aesthetics yeah. anymore. And I have different passions and different things that are driving me. Um, and I'm on a different journey now and we Mm -hmm. go through that through life. We go through different journeys and different, um, like you said, different seasons of life. And it's just like finding what is going to be that driver for you and what's going to motivate you and get you excited to get out of bed and to live this awesome life that you, you can have. Like, I think that a lot of people, they just don't realize until it actually happens that they can have an awesome freaking mm-hmm. life. It's like they spend their whole day scrolling on Instagram or looking on like reading the news and stuff and just seeing all these people with, with money and fame and fortune and whatever. And it's like, I wish I could have that. I wish I could have that. I could never yeah. have that. But until you realize that like, if you freaking wanted it, mm-hmm. you could do it, you know? hundred percent. And that's, that's the big key. And what, what I've realized too, is if, if you don't have what you want in life, it's for two reasons. One of two reasons. Number one, you don't know what you want. Or number two, you don't think that what you want is possible. Um, I'm reading a, I'm reading a book and it's called the compound effect. Awesome book. If you've not read that, I I would tell everybody after they read chasing better, go read compound effect. It is amazing. Um, it's by a guy named Michael Hyatt. Uh, I'm sorry, not Michael Hyatt, uh, Darren Hardy, Darren Hardy wrote it. It's awesome. Um, but he talks about, he says, if I was to put out a plank on the ground, and I told you, I will give you $20 to walk from one side of the plank to the other. Would you do it? I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's 20 bucks. Walking on one side of the plank, done. He said, what if I took that plank and put it 75 stories in the air in between two buildings? Would you do it? And you're reading this and you're like, heck no, like I'm, I'm terrified of heights. I wouldn't do it for 20, for 20 bucks. And he said, what if you were on one side of the building and your daughter was on the other side and the building was on fire? would you do it? And you know, what's true. You would do it. And then nobody would have to pay you 20 bucks. So the circumstance never changed, but your why did. And when your why changes, it it motivates you to do the thing that you thought in a million years, you never could. Like people would look at that plank and they look at that and they're like, there's no way I would ever walk on that plank. Yeah, you would. If the building was on fire and your daughter would was, was in that building, you would walk across that plank. The situation didn't change your why did. So as you look forward to 2019, I think maybe the reason you don't have what you want is, is you haven't figured out what it is that you desire yet. So get with someone that can help you figure that out and then relentlessly chase it. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much, man. There's so much good, so much good stuff in this podcast. Um, I want to give you a chance to give your shameless plug to everyone. Where can we find you? Where are you most active? Where can they buy your book? Um, how can they, how can they work with you? Just kind of yeah. tell us or tell us about where, where you are on, on the internet. Yeah, so, um, I'm on the gram. Uh, so I'm at, uh, Corey Baker dot one, two, or not, not, not dot Corey Baker one, two C O R E Y B A K E R one, two. Uh, you can also find me, uh, I have a website, uh, same name, Corey Baker dot us. I'm all over Facebook. Um, and if you want, uh, if you want my book, you can get it from my website or, uh, it's all, it's all over Amazon. 
Um, uh, you can go to search Chasing Better or search uh, Corey Baker and you can find it there. But uh, Gabby, thanks. I, I love what you do and, and I'm honored to hopefully add some value to your listeners and let's go have a great year. Yeah, of course. And I'm going to link everything that he just said below so you guys can easily just click on it and find it. And I want to say thank you to you and acknowledge you for everything that you've done and that you're doing. And I feel like I just got like a private coaching lesson from you, like just <laughs> listening. That's why I love doing podcasts because it's like, not only do I get to give this to my audience, but also like I get to sit and learn from people, which is like kind of selfish, yeah. but also it's helping other people too, which is great. So um, again, yeah, thank you so much for being on the podcast and just being, uh, being here with us and giving us all your good information and everyone else. I will talk to you guys in the next Evolve Your Life podcast.